This is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talon Mix, the Smallville recap podcast that doesn't care who you are, where you're from, whatever you did, as long as you love me. I'm Brian. Here is always my pal, Zach. Zach, what's going on, man? Sorry, that caught me off guard. Uh, not, <laughs> nothing. Um, <clears throat> I'm wondering, did you tell Emily yet that we actually switched bodies? Around Christmas time, does she know? Uh, do, don't, or... do, do, do you want to ask me before? Before, like, you just want to out it the whole thing, right? Fuck, Jesus fucking Christ, Zach. Nothing. Uh. Don't worry about it, Emily. Uh, also, Emily's here. I'm here. Um, I did hear about the body switching. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds it's like it worked out okay. It's just a bit. It definitely didn't really happen. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> Totally. Uh, Emily, how are you? I'm tired. How are you? (laughs) This is uh, the Smallville podcast that also drags an eight-month pregnant lady to watch an episode of a television show she doesn't like. (laughs) I I was going to say, this has to be one of the all-time most absurd things someone's done to a pregnant woman. (laughs) It's got to be up there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just having to watch the episode of Smallville, but then have to talk about it with two guys for roughly 90 minutes to two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through it. We'll get through it. I was, I, uh, and we'll get to your opinions on the episode, I think. But sure. Zach, I don't know about you. I feel like if this one doesn't move her, doesn't move the needle into Smallville fan, it ain't going to happen. If you if your heart does not respond to this uh, masterwork of television, this absolute <laughs> work of art, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. You know what? I was. Did I have fun with it? Sure. Would I yes, say okay. it has convinced me to watch more Smallville? No. We but okay. We move the needle a little bit. We move the needle a little yeah. bit. It counts. <laughs> <laughs> We'll take what we can get. Um, (laughs) Emily, we, of course, uh, only get you for one episode of Smallville a season. Yeah. um, Which we... You might as well learn to start liking them because we will be... (laughs) (laughs) How many seasons are there? I forgot to ask before I committed to Yeah, we're in season four. There are 10 total. Okay. And coincidentally, you somehow seem to manage to come on the show for the most absurd episodes of each season. (laughs) It's like a weird coincidence. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure how that keeps happening. Yeah. Weird. So strange. Uh, But before we get too into the, the, Ooh, the episode we watched this week, which I'm going to throw in in the, is a good one pile. Make no mistake. Um, (laughs) A hundred percent. Um, Zach, what what'd you uh, watch this week? Um, I didn't watch anything that we didn't talk about last time we recorded. Um, the only thing I watched that we didn't talk about was Superman 3, which we actually did talk about because that was we, the whole point of the podcast. So. We talked about it extensively. Uh, when, yeah. when we have a baby, uh, our discussions on the Christopher Reeve Supermans will come out because I will be... 
I, I'm assuming I'll be too tired to talk about Smallville. I yeah, that's my that's my thought as well. But I don't know though. Maybe I'll just be like, man, I still just want to talk about it. like this baby's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did watch the first ten minutes of Superman four in prep for our Superman four conversation, and I got to say, so far so good. All right, all right, we're, so far, we are. So, <laughs> so I'm now. It's not an embarrassment. It's not an embarrassment yet. Okay. Okay. Um, I look forward to a seeing it and then talking about it in, it, for us very soon, for for the people listening, probably in a month or two. <laughs> yeah. So what have you guys been watching? Uh, Emily, why don't you cover the stuff we we watch together? What did we watch? What have we watched? We watched together? Amsterdam. Oh, we we tried to watch Amsterdam. We watched. <laughs> An hour of Amsterdam, probably. Um, we don't bail super commonly. I can't remember the last time I stopped watching a movie. <laughs> what What if it got good after you stopped watching it? I Not don't worth it. think it did. <laughs> I, d- I think it peaked when Taylor Swift got run over by a truck. And then... Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it was all over TikTok. Um, and it happens in the first 15 minutes. Um, just bad and not bad in a fun way. Just boring. Just boring. Ugh. And like we don't I think I said say the same that thing to Brian. Oh, sorry. I think I said this when we talked about Amsterdam, which is talented people make the worst movies. <laughs> yes, it's. I think like, that's the thing. Is it's it's so it's directed by David O. Russell, who I think is generally agreed. Two things are generally agreed upon about David O. Russell. He's a massive asshole and. <laughs> Makes pretty good movies. That's yeah. um, American. He's made Hustle, some of my favorite Silver movies. Playbook, yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Uh, Three Kings. Uh, good movies. A good movie making May. I Heart Huckabees. Um, Joy. Joy, of course. <laughs> um, I didn't see it. Uh, so yeah, a good direct, a pretty unequivocally good director. Um, and I guess that's part of the problem. To your point, Zach, of like. It's competently made. Right. So it hits this perfect stride of just not interesting. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Christian Bale is good. Margot Robbie's good. John David Washington is fine. Like, it's not interesting to watch any of it. You can go watch Christian Bale be good in a good movie, too. Yeah. He's good in a lot of movies. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Oh. Well, I will avoid it then. Like I, t- I told Brian, I was I was on the verge of watching it um, just because it's there. But uh, Not now that it. you guys had said this, I, I think life's too short. That's how I felt too. I was I was kind of not pushing us to watch it, but I, you know, it was like, oh, Amsterdam, <laughs> do we want to watch that? We also have an impulse of like, oh, everyone hated this. We got to <laughs> right. see this. Right. Uh, but no, not worth it in any way. Literally just don't buy. It's an actual waste of two hours, I think. Yeah, or one hour if you're like us. Right, (laughs) but like you can call a family member and tell them that you love them. You could. You could do a puzzle. That's 30 (laughs) seconds, Brian. I still got got a couple hours left. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I also have been, I, I watched all of, you caught a couple episodes of Search Party, which people really liked and I hadn't watched yet. 
Um, it took a while to grow on me, but it did. And then I what thought was it was delightful. Again? Um, this was a TBS show, then an HBO Max show about um, Alias Shockett is a um, woman whose like college friend goes missing and she becomes obsessed with trying to find her. That's the first season. That was like the gimmick of the show. And then it changes every season. Um, no spoilers. Um, but I think it took a while for me to appreciate the comedy because there's not a lot of, I would say, jokes. Um, the The comedy is more situational. Um, but once I got into the groove of it, I really enjoyed it. I've, I've only heard good things, so... I uh, I sat down and watched a full episode, and as we got about like seventy five percent into it, I'm like, "This is really good. I think I'm going to go back and watch it." And I, then I lo- that's when I learned that it was the series finale. <laughs> it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I think <laughs> yes, you're right. It is a little bit of an exaggeration <laughs> that I. But I think you would still. In- I think you would enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. Um, anything else, Emily? Um, we watched a movie about a monkey on a skateboard that you talked about <laughs> with your brother on another podcast. Uh, you can check out Game Tape uh, at some point this year. <laughs> most valuable primate too, right? It's yes. uh, it's MVP two most vertical primate. Most vertical primate. Oh, yes. most vertical primate. How would that help you in hockey, though? It's he was a hockey monkey in the first one. Right. Second one, he takes up skateboarding. Oh, okay. So he's vertical. The second one, the first <laughs> one is most valuable primate. There's still the and second don't get me wrong, one is vertical. Yes. So uh, don't get me okay. wrong here. We'll, we'll uh, talk about it extensively on uh, game tape coming soon to a podcasting platform near you. But we did like we threw on the movie and then we had to check that we put the right movie on. <laughs> we did, yeah. Because despite MVP two, most vertical primate being a hockey or a, a skateboarding movie, there is a lot of hockey. <laughs> There's oh, a lot wow. of a monkey playing hockey. Yeah, I would say the first at least 20 minutes is this monkey playing hockey. Yes. Um, and then there is a, I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to go in further into it because I want people to listen to the podcast. Once again, the podcast is called Game Tape. It's coming soon. <laughs> uh, hosted by me and my brother. We talk about sports movies. It's funny. You should listen to it. Uh, there is There are a couple sequences in this movie that my jaw hit the floor in a way James Cameron's Avatar 2 Way of Water did not make me do. <laughs> a monkey does things in this film that I do not know how they captured on film. Yeah, it's well, a mystery. Do you, do you think the monkey is proud of his work in MVP 2? Or do you think he's like, that director is a fucking hack? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that director has gone on to direct most of the direct-to-DVD Airbud and Air Buddies spinoffs. So you know what? I bet he knew what he was doing. But do, so that raises the question: Is the chimp? Does he have a rivalry with Airbud? You know what I mean? Is he like fucking dog? I <laughs> I was if that movie had the movies from like two thousand and one, and I think had uh, that movie been made today, they definitely would have liked because it's made by Airbud Entertainment. It's uh, it's definitely like a company that was like. Animal plus sports equals profit. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it did for a while. They definitely would have like mentioned at some point, like, well, there's a dog that plays basketball. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Any any other? Uh, that's listen to my other podcast for MVP two stuff. Yeah. I can't give away all the good stuff here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've mostly been watching the Real Housewives of Orange County reruns, um, <laughs> which I would recommend. It's fun. Oh, we watched Bros. Bros. The Billy, cute. The Billy Eichner uh, rom com that came out this year and flopped. I did. I <laughs> saw a funny tweet that was like, "The gays are going harder for Megan than for Bros," which is very funny. <laughs> um, it was cute, and it sucks that. It all the marketing was like this is important, which made it like right. homework. And it's like no, it's just a yeah. funny rom com. It's just a funny yeah. rom com. You can just enjoy it. It's got jokes. The leads have chemistry. I wanted to see him smooch. That's it. You know, uh, Zach. I don't remember if we because we talked about how uh, last time that we Emily and I have been mainlining like two thousands rom coms. Yes, and I don't know if I mentioned. That it is kind of shocking, Emily. We've noticed how many of these rom coms don't have a lot of jokes. Yeah, like actual jokes. Light on the com. It's there's a lot of like funny situations and misunderstand. And the, right. like they're light. They're comedic in the sense that they are light. Right. Right. Um, it's more the suggestion of jokes. It's not really... <laughs> right. But no, there's no jokes. Um, bros had jokes that made me laugh. <laughs> right. Yes, I always appreciate jokes in comedies. Yeah, it's always a good thing. It was, the, yeah. it, it was funny because in the movie, Billy Eichner's character is a little too, like, serious about, you know, like, queer culture and the, his, his romantic interest is a little like, this is, this is so. This is such a bummer. And then he made the movie be serious about queer culture, and everyone was like, "That's a bummer." <laughs> it was meta. Art imitating life. Wait, life imitating art. Very literally. <laughs> Pretty literally. Yeah. It was. I. It, I. I choose to believe it was a meta um, performance. There. Spoilers for Bros, I guess, as much as you can spoil a rom com. But there is literally a scene where he like preaches a little too much and it makes everybody uncomfortable <laughs> and it kind of throw it kind of throws a wrench in his relationship yeah uh that said it's a good movie and i liked it it's cute um i watched um without you emily you missed this one it uh it came up on the pluto tv horror channel uh which i watch sometimes late at night and, like, sometimes it's, like, that perfect timing. Like, it's a little before midnight. You catch, like, the first three minutes of the movie. And you're like, sure, let's do this. Uh, Cabin Fever 2. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Zach has made... I can't do... I can't do... I mean, I, I didn't watch Cabin Fever 1. I can't do uh, sickness movies. Mm-mm. It's... Mm-mm. Uh, Zach, fun fact. You've rated this on Letterboxd. You've seen this film. Cabin Fever 2? Cabin Fever 2. You've at least rated it on Letterboxd. You gave it a one and a half stars, <laughs> which... No, no. Oh, I'm checking right now. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Spring Fever. You got it. I have not rated it, Brian. You're confusing me with another probably really handsome guy. That's it, with, <laughs> with no profile picture on. Oh, I'm. Uh, yeah, I must have... <laughs> Uh huh. Uh, I got so excited that you had seen it. I was going to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to hear it anyway because 
not every day you get a cabin fever two conversation. That's you know we, uh, that's one thing our culture really is missing <laughs> in, our, in this day and age. Not I do find it a little surprising um, that this is largely considered a terrible movie. And don't get me wrong, it's bad. It's bad. Um, but uh, for this to be on, you know, get a ritual like letterbox slaying while Terrifier 2 is out there kind of and is one of the big horror successes of 2022, uh, when they're kind of similar, I think. Uh, fun Ugh. fact, this is the uh, directorial debut, I want to say feature debut of T-West. Ty West? I'm still not sure of how to pronounce that. I, I think it's Ty, but I don't, I don't know. Ty West. That would be my guess. Um, so this is, is it really? It he, is, he, I believe, debut. Um, this is direct to video, right? This has to be direct to video. It. I don't know if it was filmed intended to be. So what had happened? What Ty West has said uh, many times. Uh, he tried to get his name taken off of the film. Uh, he cannot vouch for it. Uh, so, there's a Q and A uh, for House of the Devil where someone tries to talk to him about Cabin Fever Two, and he's like, "I'm glad you liked it. I can't. I really can't vouch for that movie at all." <laughs> um, my understanding was he made the movie. Lionsgate wasn't happy with it. Uh, he went off to do House of the Devil. Um, could not come back for the reshoots and whatever they did to it. He's like, that's not the movie I made. Um, they then shelved it for a couple of years. And then in 2009, when House of the Devil came out, they were like, oh, we have a Ty West directed film <laughs> and dropped it out on DVD. <laughs> that's pretty amazing that they didn't just release it on DVD back in when it, they first made it because they just released all that crap on DVD, the direct-to-video sequels. That it's, I don't understand. It's uniquely bad, even by like those standards. It's the mixing on it is weird. Um, it's truly like detestable. There are scenes of this movie that are uh, there are, uh, and like it's a little bit playing with it. I don't want to say it's not. It's like you know it is. Ty West, like he's having fun. This Ty West is, of course, the director of uh, House of the Devil, The Innkeepers, uh, and then had a lot of success these past few years with X and Pearl. Uh, that everybody really liked. Um, Except for me. Yeah, we weren't big X fans. We haven't seen Pearl yet. Um, I'm not a Ty West fan, actually, in general. Uh, I mean, he also did what The Sacrament. The Sacrament was awful. Awful. (laughs) Just like, I usually don't care about this, but like, bad taste. (laughs) Now, all these movies you didn't like, but you finished these movies. We did. We did. We did finish them. I'll put it this way. I'll take Cabin Fever 2 Spring Spring Fever over Amsterdam any fucking day of the week. (laughs) A lot of gross out stuff. Um, So all of that said, I did kind of like it. Uh, It's a lot. Like I said, it's a lot of gross out stuff. Um, some really, really problematic elements, including lines like, that stripper looks 16, and another guy going, I wish. Hey. <laughs> yup. Lot of that. Lots of that. Lex uh, Luthor in this? <laughs> <laughs> um, a, uh, some really horrific things happening to genitalia. <laughs> um, it's, um, it's a rough watch. Uh, I did audibly, I was watching it, you know, late at night and I did audibly at one point go, ah, ah, and Emily, you did call in like, are you okay? 
Um, so I don't recommend Cabin Fever 2, Spring, Spring Fever, unless I guess you are kind of a schlock hound. If you liked the Terrifier films, as I did, and want to see something a little fucked up, it's a little fucked up. It's not good, but it's a little fucked up. <laughs> if you like shitty fucked up movies, you might like Cabin Fever 2. That... That is an accurate statement. If you have bad taste. <laughs> like and no me. moral compass whatsoever. Me. Me, 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 me. Tag me in that photo. Um, anything else from uh, from this? I guess pretty light week overall. I'm checking my letterbox yeah. real fast. Um, I watched... Um, oh, I watched Escape Room. Uh, which is not the 2019 Escape Room that got released in theaters. Uh, this is a 2017 direct-to-streaming film Escape Room uh, that made no sense, truly no sense, and haunts me to this day. I'm haunted with questions of, normally I'm not too worried about like <laughs> plot holes, quote-unquote. I'm truly trying to connect pieces of this film. Um, my, my, I'm just going to read my Letterboxd review uh, to just kind of get a sense here. What did the sex party lady have to do with anything? <laughs> Why was that other lady naked? Why do they describe escape rooms as, quote, underground? Uh, they're in mini malls. <laughs> Why am I haunted with questions? Ex- uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. That's a lot of questions. I escape mean, room. are there, in the world of this movie, maybe there are underground escape, room, escape rooms in addition to... Um, the. The line of dialogue is uh, they're going to an escape room for a birthday party. Uh, and the woman go and the, like it's essentially like, what's a, an escape room? What? Yeah, they're the hottest thing in the underground right now. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> when did this underground that like, like, you know, everyone's fucking office party was out of. <laughs> there, yeah, there, we went to room. one in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> There's one in the mall. Yeah. I gotta say, I do not... Zach, have you ever done an escape room? No. Not a fan. Doesn't... Your brain doesn't the really... The concept stresses me out. Just... Yeah. Being in a small space with a bunch of people, I'm good. I, we went to... Um, and, like, we, we we went to one, and it wasn't actually, like, one of, like, a spooky one. It was, like, a schoolhouse. and they had, And it was... It was... I had fun, like, with my friends at an activity, but, like, I'll watch you guys solve the puzzles because I can't conceptualize this in any capacity. <laughs> of, like, here are all the cryptic clues. I'm like, well, this is unsolvable. <laughs> <laughs> what if we kick the door in? <laughs> yeah, if we start a fire, they have to let us out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I guess that's everything. Should we uh, should we get into the recap? Yeah, I'm chomping at the bit. I mean, I can't talk about anything else with with witches on my mind. Great. Oh, I just want to talk about the Real Housewives, but it's fine. <laughs> well, um, witches. I mean, yeah. There we go. <laughs> A seductive power Clark cannot escape. What have you done to me? This body, you have desires for it. Well, it desires you too, Clark. Um, so that was the uh, trailer 
for Spell. Uh, this is the uh, eighth episode in the fourth season of Smallville. It's the 74th episode overall. It aired November 10th. 2004. Emily, you asked if it was the Halloween episode, but they missed it by a little bit. They missed it. I was going to say, how is this not a Halloween episode? You know, I wonder if when they made it, they had like intended for it to be and like just when they premiered, it was out of their hands and they missed the mark. Yeah, I might wonder. I wonder. It feels so Halloween-y. I, that's all I can assume. This, this is a... Uh, that... That promo uh, really leans into the craft, I think. Yeah. Uh, 1996 is the craft, even though the actual episode is much more hocus pocus. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When you said the craft, I thought you meant the promo led into like the the art artistry of the. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Fun fact. This I believe also Charmed is on at this time. Oh, yes. It's very Charmed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we're in kind of a... Though Char- I guess so. Charmed also was up against Buffy. I think we're post-Buffy at this point. Maybe okay. just The Smallville writers do this thing where... I'm just for Emily's sake. Uh, I'm explaining it. Where they're like, uh, f- what should we write about? I, I watched... Hocus Pocus last night. Do you want to? <laughs> should we do? Should we do a Hocus Pocus episode? And and spell was born. <laughs> um, so this episode was actually written by uh, Stephen S. Denight. Um, Stephen uh, Denight is one of the few writers who would also direct several episodes of Smallville, uh, and he would also go on to become showrunner of Netflix's Daredevil. Well, good for him. Um, that was. I liked some of that show. That, I I remember that I didn't see much beyond I think the first season, but I that first season like really excited yeah, everybody. It was good. Um, so of course I'm reading uh, directly from the Smallville wiki here. In France, 1604, <laughs> it we immediately started. And Emily just went, oh boy. <laughs> 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 The dog's not where he's supposed to be. Now he is. Oh, man. Um, we'll, I'll decide later if I'm cutting that out or leaving it in. <laughs> but he's going to be a problem, I think. Um, okay. Uh, so in France, 1604, three women, Countess Margaret Isabel Thoreau, Madeline Hibbins, and Brianna Withridge are about to be burned at the stake, having been convicted of practicing witchcraft. Uh, one of these... One of these women is, of course, Kristen Crook, which makes the second now ancestor of Lana Lang, who looks identical to Lana Lang. Yeah, that's <laughs> I didn't even think were. about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> I like how they 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 sh- they like shot it and edited it like it was going to be a big reveal that it was Kristen Crook. Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> we know who we know who that is. <laughs> It's she has the yeah she has the hood on you can just see her mouth and it's like Kristen, Kristen, <laughs> and then it is. Um, <clears throat> so the leader Isabel is approached by Magistrate Wilkins, uh, and a- and she asks him if he has come to enjoy his handiwork. Thank you uh, for how specific this is, Wiki. This guy, I believe, is the guy in Elf in the mailroom. I'm pretty sure. 
I don't remember a mail room. In Elf, yeah. when they when uh, his dad sends him to work in the mail room and they get drunk. Oh, funny. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember that scene. This would be after Elf, so this is on his way down. (laughs) (laughs) Elf was the height. height. Yeah. Uh, Emily will also be able to uh, tell us if anyone in this episode was ever in an episode of Monk. Yeah, not that I noticed. (laughs) (laughs) If you watch anything with Emily, inevitably, (laughs) you will hear my wife go, what's that guy from? And inevitably, it is an episode of Monk. <laughs> Most of the time, I can place it, too. <laughs> Most of the time, that, it's like... Most of the time, it's not even what's that guy from. Most of the time, it's, oh, he was on an episode of Monk. And I can most of the time tell you what he was doing. <laughs> That's like me with any girlfriend watching something, and I'm like, oh, that looks like Vancouver. That's Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brian That's Vancouver. does that, too. <laughs> For sure. Um, we should do a monk podcast, Emily. Okay. I love Vancouver because it doubles for every other city, but it it doesn't look like any other city but no, Vancouver. Nothing. Like, it's very. <laughs> I read a very. very <laughs> this is this is quite a tangent, but I read. I was reading a very funny interview today where Noah Baumbach was talking about talking to David Cronenberg about how his movies always feel like a separate place, like they're they're. Uh, a, a different place that you sort of recognize but don't. And and Cronenberg goes, that's just Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, okay, so Magistrate Wilkins strikes uh, Isabel across the face and tells her she may yet escape the pyre's flames if she tells him of the three stones of power. Um, Kristen Crook, it's worth noting, is acting. Capital A acting. <laughs> she's she's uh, chewing some scenery. She's got a bib on. She's chewing so much scenery. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I would use the phrase having fun because I think she's working too hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, she really wants to nail this. <laughs> um. Okay, when she asks for her spell book, she spits blood onto the mark page, marked page directly onto an illustration that is an identical to the tattoo on Lana Lang's back. She casts a Latin spell, and a tattoo identical to Lana's appears on her back. As the three witches are burned, Isabel curses the crowd and vows to rise again, stating that the stones and vengeance will be hers. I always think it's funny when there are witch trials that happen in movies and TV that, you know, the the point of the witch trials is that they were, you know, persecuting women for kind of being smart and and they were very much uh, you know, tragic and then <laughs> there's a lot of times movies and tvs will be like yeah but what if they were actually just like evil witches though? <laughs> <laughs> well they, of course they were using their period blood for satan <laughs> of course they were donating all of their evil period blood for it's the like enjoyment a, of satan you know, right making a movie about the spanish inquisition where they're the good guys <laughs> <laughs> they were finding demons <laughs> um So in Smallville, Lana and Jason are sitting by the fire in her Talon apartment. She shows him a spell book belonging to 
Countess Thoreau saying she maxed out her credit card to buy it on eBay. And this is why you shouldn't give high schoolers credit cards. Uh, yeah, I spent like $400 on a Victoria's Secret credit card in high school. That's You shouldn't do it. It's not allowed. <laughs> that was on my credit score for a very long time. <laughs> you can't just give a high schooler a credit card. You can't just give a high schooler a credit card. Without a lawyer present. I mean, you can. That's, that's, it's a problem. Um. <laughs> uh, Lana's a business owner. She's very responsible. Uh, She's not. She maxed out her credit card on a spell book. Look, that's not... Look, we live in Brooklyn. That happens here every single day. (laughs) My favorite thing is she gets the spell book and then uh, Jason Teague is like, oh, look, that's the same symbol from your tattoo. And she's like, oh, wow. You didn't know that before you spent all the money ordering this fucking thing? (laughs) Yeah, why'd you do that? Why'd you order it? <laughs> just that's why she maxed out her credit card. She was just buying a ton of and she just typed spellbook on eBay <laughs> <laughs> and hoped for the best. Um, when Lana touches the page that's stained with Isabel's blood, the fire roars up and her eyes shine violet as Isabel possesses her body. Getting another like body possession episode so soon after the transference is 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 getting there. <laughs> well, it's, it's just a, it's a little too close to home for you and me. I mean, we just, I know it's very done much so. transferring back. It's, um, I really appreciate this wiki writer, um, going the extra mile to write violet instead of just purple. <laughs> oh, you're going to enjoy. I, I don't know who we have to find the person who writes these the, and have them the wiki show, writer right? does not phone it in. The wiki no. writer never phones it in. <laughs> no, almost to a fault. frequently to a fault Um, when Jason asks if Lana is alright she says she's never been better Lois pulls up the Lois pulls up outside the Kent barn Carrying boxes of party decorations. This was the moment where Emily learned that Lois Lane plays a role in Smallville. Yeah, I didn't know that Lois Lane was here. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is. I mean, this is, where I, this is the moment where I go, oh, it's going to be a good episode because uh, Lois Lane is in it. Except she doesn't do much of this episode. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't, but it's a good episode nonetheless. Very she good. wears a hot witch outfit. That is true. Points. I, I feel bad that this is your only experience with Lois Lane. We've got to give her a good Lois episode next time. Definitely. Lois definitely. is great on the show. Yes, 100%. This episode goes, we need another girl. <laughs> right. We need three witches. Witches it's, come in three. It's got to be three. It is also never not going to be funny to me that Superman has two girlfriends, and their names are Lana Lang and Lois Lane. <laughs> and his boyfriend is Lex Luthor. <laughs> wow. Um, I will com- only date people whose initials are LL. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, old comic book people love alliteration like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're Bruce Banner, you're Peter Parker. You're... I mean, even Clark Kent. Yeah. I guess a little bit. It's alliteration. No, I, They're just yeah, different yeah. letters. Yeah, same sounds. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, Lois informs Clark that the barn is the new venue for Chloe's upcoming surprise birthday party the next day. 
Uh, Clark objects, saying his parents are out of town and he has a representative from Princeton University coming to visit. Lois doesn't care and begins to unload the party goods. I feel like I was trying my best to pay attention to this episode. Like I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't doing anything. I still miss the Princeton guy thing. <laughs> I, no. I have a question about that. Yeah. It, I'm, I assume he's there about a scholarship. It, it, it has to be a full ride scholarship because the Kents aren't paying for fucking Princeton. No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> It, <laughs> Unless Lex Luthor's like, I'll, I'll just, yeah, it's fine. I'll pay for it. Which Lex Luthor probably would, right? Yeah, but Johnny K wouldn't let that happen. I guess not. No, but like he is, it is worth, I mean, Clark Kent is almost as if he were a Superman on the football field. So <laughs> I, can, I can see Princeton being like, we'll make this work. <laughs> <laughs> Come to New Jersey. Come to New Jersey. <laughs> Uh, I had a thought on, so they're having Chloe's surprise birthday party here. Uh, I I don't know if I miss it. Like, yeah, this seems like a perfectly reasonable place to have Chloe's surprise birthday party. Uh, and Clark's like, no, no. (laughs) Well, he's a lame virgin. (laughs) He is a lame virgin convert. (laughs) Um, his parents are out of town. He doesn't want to get in trouble. He's got the Princeton guy coming over. Come on. I guess that's fair. I feel like if you asked your parents, can I have a birthday party for my friend in our barn, even if they were out of town, I feel like that'd be okay. Well, this is... This as long is, as you keep your grades up. <laughs> as long as you keep your grades up. Uh, this is Johnny K, though. And uh, Johnny K don't mess around right. with that stuff. He's a little paranoid because he had a spaceship hidden in his cellar for like 18 years <laughs> right but it's okay it blew up <laughs> <laughs> it blew up and also did some damage to their family forever but oh right oh right <laughs> i'm not there gonna was ask a... i don't care <laughs> yeah no you don't want no no we're not nope <laughs> nope it's a very traumatic miscarriage because the spaceship blew oh up. you did tell me about the miscarriage story. <laughs> jesus christ Oh, God. I started to bring it up, and then I was like, oh, no, I can't bring this up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I saw you pumping the brakes. I'm like, no, gas, gas, gas. Lois and Chloe show up at Lana's apartment where they find her doing strange a strange chemistry experiment making some sort of potion. Uh, in a Le Creuset, by the way. I I noticed she is making her potion in a fancy st- in, in a fancy ceramic pot that everyone it's those fancy pots. We have one, the Dutch oven. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, well, how about that? Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. What's she going to do? <laughs> Throw it in the blender? <laughs> yeah, come on, Emily. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> um, Lois notices Lana's behavior and reminds her that it's her job to keep Chloe busy until the party. Lana slash Isabel, preoccupied with her ingredient list, waves Lois off. The next ingredient on the list is hair of two virgins. She takes a hair out of her own head. And then one from, you had a thought. Bullshit. Bullshit. I call bullshit. (laughs) This girl is dating an adult man 
who basically lives with her and she's a virgin? Absolutely who, not. Who she met in Paris when she was alone in Paris. Yeah, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? This man is not moving to Kansas for this gr- if he's not getting laid. That's not happening. And then they had like this forbidden like he worked for the school thing that like <gasps> a secret, you know, the hottest thing you can possibly have. She lives alone? Are you kidding me? Yeah, she lives alone. That's true. <laughs> she lives alone. If she Absolutely has her own apartment. Um, <laughs> I mean, if honestly, if they're not doing it, I'm concerned about their relationship. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, There's a problem. The next ingredient on the list is the hair of two versions. She takes a hair out of her own head and then one from Lois. Lois turns out to be unacceptable. Uh, which she can tell from a glance. And the show has a little bit of a whore attitude about it. Not quite, but... I feel like they're having fun with Lois. Lois is not Lana, is what they're saying. Lois is not goody two-shoes. Yeah, she's a fast-talking city girl. (laughs) Right, yeah, she's... Yeah, exactly. She's... Later... Later, they do have some real slut-shaming dialogue, which is mm. pretty bad. I guess I didn't have the most charitable interpretation of Smallville's intentions. <laughs> um, Honestly, uh, I think I think Lana being a virgin is says worse about the Smallville writers than uh, yeah. Lois not being a virgin. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, sorry, I lost my place. Um, okay, Lois turns out to be unacceptable, so when they leave, Lana heads out to find another virginal hair. <laughs> virginal hair is a good name for a band. Oh, God. Sounds oh, like no, a it's different not. kind no, of it's hair. Not. I don't know. No, 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 no it's not. No, no, no. no. Don't name your no. band that. No. Um, virginal hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what band are you seeing tonight? Uh, they don't have a name. Nobody. <laughs> oh, what band? No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not going no. to see a band. <laughs> uh, she walks into the Kent home to find Clark wrapping a large present to get some of that Clark Kent confirmed virgin hair. Now that's a virgin. <laughs> now that yeah is from a, a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she offers to help him with it, then proceeds to try and kiss Clark. Confused, he backs away. Lana sidles up with him uh, and, using gift-wrapping shears, tries to cut a lock of his hair off. The scissors break, and Clark asks what she's doing. Okay, this leads to so many questions. Yeah, This is a long conversation we're about to have, so just get ready. I did have the same question. Of course we... This man's hair is not down to his ankles. Right. So this is I feel like this is a common Superman thing, right? Where the hair is unclippable. Or like you've I'm sure Superman has made this joke before over the years. But when he's Superman, you can be like, "Oh yeah, he has kryptonite scissors at the fucking Fortress of Solitude or whatever." Or like I said, you kind of don't worry about it. But yeah, he didn't he doesn't have a fucking He doesn't have a Kryptonian barber. So does his hair just is his hair just good? 
One, one of his powers is that his hair morphs with the styles of the time. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because Tom Welling, I be, does he not have different hair lengths oh, he has throughout different the hair run of the show? Season, season. He does. So he gets a haircut. He gets a haircut I mean, at some point. I don't know how they let this one pass because it just opens up too many. It, op- it raises way too many questions. Seriously. Like, don't do the hair thing. <laughs> it's, you can't. You can't. There's no right, like he, no. he can have like he can sense her back there and be like, "Whoa, what are you doing? You don't have to break the scissors." <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Okay, but that's not where the 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 conversation ends because he says, "What are you doing?" And her explanation is, "Uh, I need a lock of your hair for a scrapbook I'm making for Chloe." And his response to that is all you had to do was ask not what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> that's a weird thing don't you're making do that a hair scrapbook no one wants that you weird little fucking freak and then and then and then he plucks out a single hair and is like will this do and like that's not a lock of hair like if you, in, no. there were weird old movies and stuff where it's like, here's a lock of my hair, and you know, it's a clipping of a bunch. Right. Like a single hair here's is not going to show up. a single hair from Clark's head. Can you imagine? Happy birthday, if Chloe. I gave you, Brian, if I gave you a, a scrapbook of our friends from VFS and it contained single pieces of their hair in it, <laughs> you would call the police. You would call the police. <laughs> Just one piece of hair taped to a page. Guess whose is whose? (laughs) (laughs) That would be deeply the most threatening gift I've ever received. (laughs) But Clark, all you had to do is ask. Gosh, it's fine. You're just creating a hair scrapbook. Just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think if... uh, Zach, when we start a Patreon for this podcast... If anyone agrees to give us $500 a month, once a month, every month, we will send a single hair from our heads. <laughs> every month that they're, they're, that they're subscribed. That is a lot of money. I don't like the idea of someone having my DNA. For 500 bucks, they can have whatever my DNA they want. Not whatever of your DNA. Whatever of okay. my DNA. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> this is a longer conversation. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have this off the air, but Emily, I'm saying whatever. At least whatever. pay our rent. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, okay. Uh, so annoyed, Clark gives her some of his hair, and she promptly leaves to get the next ingredient on her list. Uh, at the Luther Mansion, Lana slash Isabel observes Lex practicing his piano playing. She doesn't asks, need much practice, Brian. He's he is apparently a concert pianist, like yeah. a <laughs> award winning. Like he's he's playing a hard piece. That's a difficult piece. No, I mean it seems. Like, it sounds. I don't know. I don't like know anything it. about music, but yeah, that sounds uh, difficult. There's a fun fact uh, that I'll read later that uh, it's going to be funny. So that's that's well, a little teaser for a little fun fact that you'll hear later. Great. They, when we they do the do little fun facts. Neat, they, knew a neat, they do a neat camera trick where they 
they start off showing <laughs> the hands of obviously someone who's not Michael Rosenbaum playing this amazing <laughs> piano. And then they go behind his back and then they come around and it's it's Michael Rosenbaum. What do you know? Um, <laughs> is this the first time that Lex's piano playing has come up? I I think maybe we've seen him play before, but not like that. Not like right. Like we've Amadeus. seen the piano before for sure. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Lana asks Lex if he has any vintage wine for the party. To which Lex is like, "Last I checked, Chloe's not turning twenty-one." Um, yeah, that's <laughs> the idea that this billionaire gives a shit. <laughs> Isn't he also trying to fuck her? Yes. <laughs> but the wine's the he problem. Does, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to give wine to the underage girl I'm in love with. That's a bad look. <laughs> Even Lex knows. Ooh. But he'll still do it. <laughs> yeah. But he's going to protest for a, a, half a moment. You, both are illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lex produces a bottle, but then Isabel notices the manuscript displayed in Lex's study. Angry, she casts a spell that makes it disappear, then freezes Lex in place. Uh, I wouldn't quite say freeze. Michael Rosenbaum is uh, moving around a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, explaining that the map wasn't meant for Lex, she releases him and casts a, casts a spell, bewitching Lex to play the piano forever. Or until someone says stop, as we'll learn later. Yeah, or until someone just kind of shoves the piano away. <laughs> Which, did he not try? Did he not try? Like, No, he's got I, some piano. My question play. is, doesn't Lex have like 30 people working in that mansion that we've seen before? <laughs> no, after after the Darius situation, staff morale is low. Or like the you know the, the cleaning lady was like, Yo, I've heard the piano for 24 hours. I should go. I don't want to bother him, though. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> He's in a groove. <laughs> He's in a groove. He's killing it. <laughs> uh, Chloe and Lois find Lana slash Isabel in the woods assembling her potion. Isabel convinces them to drink a toast. So there's there's a line here uh, of Lois being like, hey, what the fuck? Why are we in the woods? Uh, to which Lana is like, I just wanted to have a drink with my girls. Okay. What are we doing in the woods? Chloe's right behind me in the moonlight nature hike. It's making her a little suspicious. I thought it'd be nice to get together with my girls before the party. What party? Way to ruin the surprise. Have Lana and Lois shared a line of dialogue together before <laughs> this point? Just once. They meet briefly uh, in the first or second episode. Like, in pat, like for twenty seconds. And now you're girls. That's how female friendships work, Brian. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's why we need you here. <laughs> you, yeah, you uh, you are drunk in the bathroom together once. Got it. Got it. And then you're best friends forever. Um. So Isabel convinces them to drink a toast. When they do, they are possessed by Isabel's fellow witches, Madeline in Chloe and Brianna in Lois. She explains that they will continue their quest to find the Stones of Power, but Madeline and Brianna point out that this is the quest that got them killed in the first place. They convince Isabel to let them attend Chloe's party first. Uh, Lana also says a line here implying that they have all of their host's memories. Use them to uh, 
move through this 21st century. Even still, you have a bunch of 16-year-olds and a large gap from the 1600s yeah. to 2004. The fact that they're not just screaming all the time. <laughs> also, you said that she has a line of dialogue implying that. Um, no, she just says, you oh, have right. your host <laughs> memories. Hey, audience, we can rem- <laughs> We have the memory of all these characters. That's why we're not totally confused, just that's so why- you know. And that's why we know English. <laughs> yeah. There is... But also have known English since the beginning, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> there is one uh, bit here that I genuinely did find funny. Uh, where uh, Chloe says, the woods of France, I'd recognize them anywhere. And uh, Lana goes, we're in Kansas. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny. It's funny. It's funny. It, well, you can you can be forgiven for thinking it's France because it looks kind of like France because they're actually in Vancouver. So... <laughs> right, we are. <laughs> it does not look like Kansas. Yeah, good temperate Kansas. Um at the barn, a worried Clark tries to keep the wild party under control. When the three witches show up, they decide to liven up the party. They uh, We get a full The Craft entrance uh, where uh, Lana, Lois, and Chloe come in, in in hot goth witch outfits that were... Also, it blows it like blows wind in when they open up. <laughs> Clark, like, whoa. In spooky hot witch outfits, all available at your local Hot Topic. Have your dad drive you to the mall. Um, so, uh, let's see. They cast a spell, and the partygoers, inclu- <laughs> including Clark, are suddenly dancing in various states of undress because it requires a pact with Satan and spellbinding magic to turn music on at a party and make teenagers horny. <laughs> I do love, I do love that whole sequence. First of all, Lois is dancing with a guy who appears to be a Chippendales dancer in his late forties. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Tom Welling is such a good job of doing like dorky. It's so dopey, bro dancing. It's fantastic. Um, as scheduled. The Princeton representative comes to interview Clark, and Clark makes a quote-unquote great first impression. Um, so I love this Princeton guy coming in. So you've shown it's presumably a Friday or a Saturday night. You've rolled up to this barn, hear music coming out of the barn, step in, see a bunch of bunch of like half-naked teens, and you're not like, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> right. I'm going Yeah, you you proceed further into the party. Time to investigate further. <laughs> um, and j- just even the idea of like, and you know, he's in a stuffy suit. Uh, and the idea that like, he sees Tom Welling dancing in his boxers, like, ah, join the party. Um, it's kind of implied that he's inviting him to join an orgy. He was. Um, <laughs> uh, but the uh, oh, 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 the teenager is at a party, which no rich Princeton kid has ever participated in. <laughs> no <laughs> rich Princeton athlete, <laughs> star quarterback. <laughs> uh, my word. <laughs> um, 
So the day after, Clark awakens in the barn. Uh, do we? Sorry, do we have any other thoughts about that party? It was a very silly scene. Uh, yeah, it's just very funny to me that the the you know four hundred year old witches are like. But what we really want to do first is dance naked with a bunch of twenty first century teens. <laughs> That's gonna be fun for us. <laughs> to music that has to be incomprehensible. <laughs> Just robot beep boops. <laughs> um, okay. So the day after, Clark awakens in the barn to the aftermath of the wild party. He realizes he blew his interview and goes to talk to Lex for help. Uh, he finds Lex, his fingers bloody, still playing the priana- piano. Uh, he breaks the spell by physically removing him from it, which is apparently all he needed to do. <laughs> uh, I did like I did like the, the bloody fingers was a nice it's a good scene it's good uh it's emily uh as they were going to emily was just like are his fingers gonna be bloody (laughs) and they were uh very bloody i've got your number smallville (laughs) (laughs) uh lex tells him that lana was the one who cast the spell so clark leaves to try and stop the three he finds Lana slash Isabel at her apartment where he arrives just in time to catch Jason, whom Isabel has thrown out the window after he attempted to burn her spellbook upon realizing that she was now in possession of Lana's body. And I will say everyone is like pretty cool with this, <laughs> which, okay, I, I guess I will say it's also fair. This is not even the first like body inhabitation this season. <laughs> But last it's like, yep, week, this just happened. Yeah, last right. week, Clark switched bodies with someone. But it is sort of like, I guess this is a thing that happens now. Um, Isabel leaves Clark a message to. Oh, there's. Um, he. Uh, yeah. He. Clark catches Jason, who's thrown out a window. And Clark is like, Jason, are you okay? And uh, Jason is covered in blood and glass and like, not okay. Just not good, <laughs> No, dude. needs to go to the hospital. <laughs> not Smallville Medical, though. They'll no. kill him. No. <laughs> um, okay, Isabel leaves Clark a message in uh, like a CGI glitter pen on the side of the wall <laughs> uh, to meet him at the barn at midnight. Uh, so he shows up at the barn and the the Lana, Lois, Chloe witches are like, you're early. It's like, this is his house. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be like, go up, go fuck around town. You can come back to your house barn when like what we say. They're, so. they're like, you're, they're like, you're early. You're trying to get the drop on us. And it's like, wait, that would have been a really good idea, actually, for Clark <laughs> to just super speed and get the drop on him. Yeah. Instead of walking slowly into the barn. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Not maybe not the smartest. Uh, he's superhuman. He's not a super genius. No, he ain't Batman. Um. Okay. He meets the three witches, but at first had no clue that they were in fact witches. Thanks, Wiki. Uh, mistaking Clark as being like everyone else, despite his speed, Brianna strikes Clark with a large wheel using magical telekinesis, but quickly realizes that his invulnerability made it so that it had no effect on him. Isabel, surprised but not frightened, notes that Clark is more than just quick. Using her own magical telekinesis, Madeline tosses several tools at Clark, but he destroys them with his heat vision. 
Broken farm equipment. Broken farm equipment. You're right. I counted uh, six pieces of farm equipment destroyed in that sequence. I want every time like he rapid fire heat visions, I want like little like Austin Powers, like hip thrusts <laughs> to come with it. <laughs> boner, 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 boner. But why did he need to do that? Yeah, Emily, what was it? They, they, they were chucking stuff at him, but like he didn't need to heat vision it away. It could just hit him. He'd be fine. Right, and now his family has to replace that shit, and they're right. broke. But here, here, I mean, I guess that. So my point would be, it would, it would ruin his shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, like you don't well. want to just get it. Like why get a new shirt? Like if you can heat vision them away, why ruin a perfectly good shirt? But you know that is a good point. Do? They are broken. They they. That's probably some pretty expensive. Farm yeah, equipment. I think a new shirt would you know be what else like he could expensive. Do? Is move the fuck out of the way of them because he is super <laughs> he cheap. Could, he could just catch them. <laughs> Right, right. He could move out of the way, run up, tap them on the head to knock them out, and it's over. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, the the logistics of these powers make no sense. No, like why? Why is he using the things that he's using at any point in time? Because we have to remind people that he has them. Because <laughs> it <Right>. looks cool. <laughs> um, so uh, the witches then become disgruntled, now seeing Clark as a threat to their plans. Though they see has we have in parentheses here. Though they see him as a sorcerer rather than an alien. Um, they don't know what an alien is. They do yeah. not. I appreciate it in this scene they, they refer to Clark as some farm boy. Aren't you all from the 16 fucking hundreds? <laughs> some they haven't farm invented boy. teeth brushing yet <laughs> from where you're from. <laughs> um, Isabel tries to kill Clark with a death-based spell, but only succeeding in seriously wounding and stunning him. To ensure that he stays out of their way, the, riches, the witches remove Clark's shirt and drain his abilities. Oh man, is Tom Welling looking jacked in this? Oh, scene. we got once again that that WB mandated. Give us some skin. <laughs> give us Tom's skin. Did you see Let's his see fucking lats in that? They he had he. Someone went to him and was like, "Hey, you're gonna have your hands over your heads with your shirt off for a good chunk of this episode this week. So you're gonna want to work on your lats, buddy." We um, <laughs> we've joked before when like we did it. We have we haven't been sure if. Uh, sometimes it's been Tom. Sometimes it's a close cut. Uh, that was Tom, baby. That was all Tom. No, I mean, I think that was in the first couple seasons. He just wasn't quite there yet. And now he right. is, he's, he's in shape. He's in real good shape. Yeah, he, he looks like Superman. There was also some real close-up shots of just some armpit hair for the, for the real freaks. Lots of armpit hair. For the real freaks. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, teen girls... I think there is a good contingent of teen girls that would be into the armpit hair and a good contingent of teen girls that would be grossed out by the armpit hair. Interesting. So they had to just make a choice. So they just had to make a choice. And uh, <laughs> they went with the one that they did. Yeah. And it was weird. Little freaks. Little teen Did they freaks. make a choice or did Tom Welling make a choice? <laughs> Do you think Tom gets to make that many choices yet? He's not a producer on the show yet. Like, I'm sure he does think, become one. But I don't think they're like, they got to pick their battles. They're not like, who wants to That's Tom true. to shave his armpits? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I, I do think it was like Tom really fought against. Uh, Tom wanted to keep the. Tom wanted to keep all that business under wraps. He doesn't like to do nudity if he doesn't think the scene does. Also, we've already established he can't cut his hair. So what the fuck? That's true. That's right. True. <laughs> That's a good point. Um. Okay, the three chain Clark to a post in the barn. Oh, so Superman's law. We should be keeping track of all the time Clark like loses his powers, uh, which I've I've talked about it before. I don't like it. I it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. No, I'm with you. It doesn't make sense. I I brought up the point of like it's just that his he's from a different planet, so his physicality is different. Like if you went to the moon, your gravity is going to be different. They couldn't take that. Pow- right. That's not a power. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's not Pat. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you're 100% um, right. So, like, I'm okay with, like, weakening Clark, but, like, now you're just an able-bodied normal boy. <laughs> yeah, now you're just a normal boy with the body of a 27-year-old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so the three chain Clark to a post in the barn and try to pry more information of the stones out of him. Do we... We don't really know what these stones are besides MacGuffins, right? Not yet. No, I okay. know what they are because I've seen the show before, but. Right. Um, I've also seen the show before, but I don't remember. Just for anybody who's not familiar with our Smallville history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after magically seducing the answer out of him, Isabel and her cohorts leave Clark chained up and depart for the Kawachi Caves. Smallville think... kissing is so... sorry. Go ahead. Do we think that is a um, that is a bit of editorializing to say that it was magically seduced out of him? Like that seemed like a bit of actual seducing to me. He did like breathe out purple mist. Well, sure, but I th- I think. I think the seduction was non-magical. The, the actual breathing was was magical. Sure. I, I guess that's fair. Um, I have yes, a question. I, this is random, but I just thought of it. Did Jason get a concussion earlier when he was thrown through that window? Great question. A lot of head trauma. I think that's fair to guess. He did, he, I mean, he was unconscious, right? Clark yeah. was holding him. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. Jason, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. No response. Concussion. Concussion. Um. So, uh, Smallville kissing is so weird. It's always these like close-up shots, and always these like a lot of like lip sucking, for lack of a just like loose lips, just sort of like on each other. It's always very unsettling to me. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like it. It's a lot of like. It's it's always Lana and Tom, and it's it's like top lip, bottom lip, weird shit. <laughs> I don't know how to articulate yeah. it. But yeah, no, she just attacks his top lip, right? Like as it's like it's separate from the bottom lip. Which there's I, a lot of stuff going on specifically with Kristen Crook's mouth that is upsetting to me. <laughs> <laughs> the the whispery vocal fry. Makes my skin crawl every time. I think we did. We talk about this before. Or was that a different guest? Some I'm almost sure. Is a thing. Emily, this has been Emily's crusade. Anytime I, she's walk, anytime Emily walks past the television, I'm watching it. Just ah, it is like nails on a chalkboard to me. Like it, it, I'm, I'm not an ASMR person. Like ASMR really 
squicks me out and it's like she's doing asmr <laughs> it's funny i watched this show with an ex-girlfriend uh i had already seen it but we went through it and uh she could not stand lana and i didn't understand it but i i find that a lot of women for some reason do not like it's the voice it's upsetting <laughs> it's uh, it just it shivers down my spine <laughs> Kristen Crook, I know you're listening. I think you have a She's great. She's never voice. gonna cut you. Okay. Zach and I love the voice. Uh, please, we please I'm come on the show. Single, okay, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> please come on the show. Uh, we're just never gonna come on. She's never gonna come on now. That's what's stopping her. <laughs> it's my fault. Being mean. I'm. I'm sure she's a lovely person. It's just the voice that she and every other teen soap star of this era was doing is just really upsetting to me. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, it's, you know what it is? It's uh, I'm a really sexy baby. Like that's what it is. <laughs> uh, Jason finds and helps Clark escape and he goes after them. In the caves, Isabel tries to obtain the relic but it glows and burns her hand. We get, oh, I just also want to uh, point out that I'm very self-conscious about my voice on a microphone, so don't, anyone listening who wants to be mean to me about it, please don't. Can, because we know Kristen Crook is listening, is Kristen Crook allowed to go on a Only podcast and complain Kristen about Only Kristen Crook can go on a podcast and complain about my voice. Great, great. <laughs> God, I, I, I don't take offense to this, but I would love if she did that. that <laughs> you know what? Me too. Um, we do get uh, Jason comes in and t- is like blah 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 blah, and Clark says they're not themselves. So that there we go. As a, that's, that's one of the things th- we keep track of here. And that's not the uh, last time we'll get that this episode. No, it's not. No, it's not. Clark shows up and catches the relic before it hits the ground, restoring his powers, because that's how that works, I guess. <laughs> Why even take his... I guess the taking his powers away was just so they could get away? Yeah. So and they I could guess, get him chained up and have his shirt off. Wouldn't have... I, I, uh, the having his shirt off, I guess, was a big part of it. Because it would have been just as yeah. easy to like have them learn about kryptonite and just drop kryptonite, right? Right, but he, you're not as hot and sexy when you're like you're like sweating and like, <laughs> going into anaphylactic superhero shock. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, also, they got a kiss. They got a kiss. And yeah. Yeah, no one wants to kiss Clark when he's like. Ah, ah. <laughs> um, it has to be sexy pain. Um, <laughs> so before the witches can take his powers away once again, Clark burns the spell book with his heat vision. Boner. And all four teens are knocked unconscious from the explosion. Does that count? Oh, they're all knocked ooh. unconscious, though. I believe they're magically knocked unconscious from like the magic leaving. Yeah, not I don't head- think. Is Clark knocked unconscious? I don't think so. I think he just knocked back. I uh, Yeah, I also don't think so. Yeah, I don't uh, think those are concussions. I wouldn't feel I good about counting it. I agree. We don't need although them. we don't need them. Although all three witches seem to have no memory of the. Uh, right. Like Chloe. 
Lois and Lana have no memory of what happened during the past day or whatever. So I think that counts as memory loss, right? That definitely counts as memory loss. Um, Upon waking, everyone has been restored to normal. Lana, Chloe, and Lois are confused, but all right. This is another one of those scenes. We've talked about this before where... uh, this is where we get the second. Uh, and I was like, what happened? And Clark is like, let's just say you weren't yourselves. <laughs> well, what, what the fuck happened then? Right. <laughs> we yeah. just, how did the rest of that conversation go? What the fuck happened? Yeah, there's, uh. <laughs> there's been enough upsetting news stories that if you wake up unconscious in a cave oh. with. <laughs> A teen boy who is like, don't worry like, about it. Yeah, he's like, you weren't yourself. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, I would be going to the police. <laughs> um, Clark has to explain the raucous barn party to his parents. Uh, we get uh, Johnny K with a uh, bra. Huh? <laughs> Care to explain this? And Annette yeah. O'Toole fucking kills it in that scene. Yes. <laughs> yes, 100%. Um, <laughs> I was expecting this to just be a joke, right? Um, I kind of thought, because Clark very quickly goes, oh, it was magic, <laughs> um, which was very funny. Uh, and, and and then Mama K says, I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> which that was and I kind of thought we were just going to leave it on like they don't believe him and he's kind of in trouble uh, but no we actually do use this to uh, say like oh no magic can hurt Clark which is a Superman thing uh, magic powered beings can hurt Superman it'll uh, come back when um, what's her name uh, magician character starts with a Z she comes back Zatanna or something like that. Zatanna, yeah. yeah. She she's she comes back a few times in the show. Got it. Um, I also just love the idea here, and it, this does track for uh, the very puritanical Smallville, Kansas. But Duke of Hazard Johnny K <laughs> getting mad that he found a bra in his senior son's loft, his quarterback. <laughs> see, like it's just a bra, <laughs> like, right? And he brings top it, he front. Brings it. It's fine. <laughs> He brings it up in front of the mom. That's not yeah, cool. Right. <laughs> Seriously, conversation in private. Yeah, that's. Hey, come on. Although, is Johnny K worried about like Clark? You know, you have super sperm. Like, <laughs> Clark, do not get you a girl hurt super someone. Private. You can't play football. You can't have sex. You're gonna hurt someone. That is a good question. Like, can Clark Kent have sex? Will it? That hurt becomes a- actually becomes a plot point. Later in the show, he's right. afraid to have sex with Lana because he doesn't know if he can control it. And it's very uh, Twilight. I think I think this is the point in the show where, and I I think I've used it before, where I just play the clip clip from Mallrats where they talk about this for like ten minutes. <laughs> but they're engaged. Doesn't matter. It can't happen. Why not? It's bound to come up. It's impossible. Lois could never have Superman's baby. Do you think a fallopian tubes can handle this sperm? I guarantee he blows a load like a shotgun right through her back. So Lex, oh, he also remarks that magic is real and can truly hurt him. Lex goes to see Lana at her apartment at the Talon and explains to Lana that he was the one that got Jason fired, not Clark. 
saying that he only had his her best interests in mind. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You no, son you of a didn't. gun. No, you didn't. You are a liar. I think Jason got himself fired by dating a student. And making out with her in, in the school constantly. Constantly. Just begging to get caught. Um, just get a different job. It's... Uh, <laughs> Emily had a good point. Go work at the talent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's Just so many other things you could do. Go be a barista. And then that way, if she's your boss, the power balance evens out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I did love this scene. She's like apologizing for hurting him and he shows his fingers and they're just fine. Like we couldn't throw a couple band-aids on there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like no problems. He's totally healed up from, and from also- playing the piano for a day. <laughs> we are also in like a yeah I got taken over by a witch I guess and I did magic and that's I guess that's just Tuesday in Smallville. <laughs> I mean at this point, at this point that is fair. Uh, but e- <laughs> even still, we don't have like a meteor rock explanation. It's just like yeah we do Buffy stuff now. <laughs> uh, uh, So Lana comes to apologize to Clark as he is cleaning up the barn. She tells him the whole story of the Countess and shows him the tattoo. She asks asks Clark what it means, and he lies and says that he doesn't know. Does he know? I know he knows his Kryptonian, but does he know what it means? I thought he could read Kryptonian now. But do we, the audience, know what it means? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so yeah, so he wasn't lying just because he didn't tell her the strange alien language that it was in. I I love Clark she like Innes, makes Clark the... innocent on this one. We're we're the hardest on Clark than anybody else. Clark innocent on this one. She makes I love she makes the reveal that she has this tattoo like like it's news. It's like yeah, I know you've been wearing bare midriffs since you got back from Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all saw your basic tattoo. <laughs> Also, uh, this is the moment yes. where uh, <laughs> where uh, what Clark says something about oh, oh Lana's like, well, how was it when I was the witch? And he was like, it was aggressively sexy. And she says, oh, great. Possessed by an evil slut. Yeah. <laughs> Smallville. Smallville. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Uh, In the caves, Lex studies the cave drawing identical to Lana's tattoo. Credits. I, um, we think this is hitting a little close to home for the Nexium shit. (laughs) Is that that going on at this point? I guess low key. It probably is a little bit. No, I think it was later. Right? What's that? I think it was later. I think it was later. It was a long, she probably wasn't that I mean, but it was a years long process. She's probably going to the wellness meetings, but not being. Yeah, she's not being. It's branded. a self help group, Brian. Right. <laughs> she's certainly in the self help part of it. Yeah. yeah, but no, they're not branding at this point. That would come later. Is that where they got the idea? That must from be Smallville. It. That must be it. That must be it. Um, she got Kristen Crook to go to one of them. I that, thought Kristen Crook. Invited her, and then Kristen Crook was like, "Actually, no." I thought it was the other way around, but maybe, maybe you're I'm right. pretty sure Kristen Crook started and brought Allison Mack, and then Kristen Crook was woof. like, mm, "Woof, maybe not." Woof, woof, woof. 
Um, don't go to any self-help groups. Don't do I any only, self-help. Just have a problem. Just, just be happy have with your problem. Problems. <laughs> just, just be sad. You think, you, you think you're so special that you deserve to not be sad like the rest of us? Come on. Life is temporary. <laughs> just be sad. It won't last forever. Um, okay. Uh, I'm looking for fun facts here. Uh, uncredited, uh, Micah, Micah Gardner is a party guest. He's uncredited, but he's worth, no, I don't know who Micah Gardner is, but he's worth noting here, I guess. Who's that? I don't know. He doesn't even have like, there's not even a link to a page. So it was worth noting that he's an uncredited party guest. I refuse to Google it. (laughs) Micah Gardner fans though. There you go. Um, it's, um, the uh, the woman from Lost. What's her name? Uh, who was also Evangeline Lily. Evangeline Lily. Evangeline Lily is like an extra in the high school in like four episodes. That's funny. Um. Uh, let's see. We got needle drops this episode. Um, we got Schubert's impromptu number two in E flat. Uh, we've got Blake. Is that a needle drop? That's a needle drop, baby. <laughs> though, though, two. No, it's point. diegetic. It's diegetic. it's diegetic. It's diegetic. It's not a needle wrap. Uh, although we, that, although that famous Emily ruling is heading to the town mix Supreme Court for the finale, where we will hear diegetically yes. Lifehouse. Very oh fuck, very very true. We'll wow. we'll have to bring you in for that. Okay, um, <laughs> could be overturned. It could be overturned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Uh, we man, we might have to bring the Discord on and have a full like roundtable yeah. conversation. Okay, so we do the case of Emily V. Smallville, or like what? Yes. Emily V. Lifehouse would be the Emily V. Lifehouse. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, for actual needle drops, we have "Blame" by Black Toast Music. We have "What Are You Waiting?" What? Sorry, What You Waiting For by Gwen Stefani, and We Might As Well Be Strangers by Keen. That Keen album was everywhere that year. Everywhere. I Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering one song specifically, but I don't know the words, but I'm it's it's in my head, yeah. Um, I came across a broken something. Um, uh, yeah, that album was every. There were like two or three hits off of it, and then they went away. Like nobody like gave a shit about Keen again. They were hot for a minute. I kind of uh, missed it. I guess. I guess so. Um, guess what? A spell is a word or a phrase that has a magic power to it. Uh, cool. The title refers to the various spells that Isabel casts, including the ones that allow her to possess Lana and take oh. Clark's powers away. Oh, solved it. Okay. Uh, no Lionel Luther. This episode is the curse of No Lionel. Like over. It is this, it's officially broken this season. I think so. so. Far. Uh, we have we have yet to have a stinker this season. I uh, yeah, truly. Uh, good. Is it, we are season four episode? fans here. We're eight for eight, Brian. That's cool. I, is that the best run we've had so far? Oh yeah, hands down, hands down. <laughs> Season four, and, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, in a in a deleted scene, Chloe unwraps Clark's large blue present, uh, which is also from yes, Lois. Yes. It, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, that's Watchmen. 
Uh, okay, it is an antique typewriter of the same model used by Nellie Bly, Chloe's historic journalist idol. Uh, I, watched the, I watched that scene on the DVDs. Uh, there's a reason they cut it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think they film scenes like that just to kind of pad, and then it's like, oh, we don't actually need that time. We don't actually need that. Yeah, it's probably you're right. It's probably for time. It's like maybe we need it. Sometimes they are short, and sometimes they're long. Right. Um, yeah. Just fucking in case. Um, yeah. Okay, Clark's weakness to magic is revealed in this episode. In the comics, Superman is also vulnerable to magic. Um, though the wiki loves this. I, I've we talked about this before. The wiki's obsessed with this and thinks there might be some secret meaning behind it. Uh, in Crusade, Chloe's gravestone clearly lists her birth year as 1987, meaning it would be her 17th birthday in 2004. This episode proves the birth year on the gravestone to be a production error because Lois tells Clark at the party is for Chloe's 18th birthday and Chloe states the same in the deleted scenes. Also, it is unlikely that Chloe would start her high school senior year at age 16. However, the episode takes place no earlier than December of 04, considering Smallville's football season ended in jinx, and high school football ends in December. So it is possible that it is 2005 in Smallville at the time. They didn't think about it. That's They, they put a fucking year on the exactly. gravestone. Exactly. They just put the wrong number. They did the they math just, wrong. It's okay. It's uh the what I was expecting was uh the wiki the last time that was in there had a whole thing of like maybe it was to throw off the scent and put a wrong date on there. No, just someone someone no. did bad math. Just yeah, and then yep. then did, didn't, didn't think about think it again. About it it again. was the art department and they just yeah. went and no one thought about it. No one no one in the art department is aware they got it wrong. No. <laughs> uh to this day. Uh okay. In the uh, beginning of the episode, when Lana pulls out the spell book, she says the spell book of Isabel Margaret Thoreau, switching her first and middle name. Ooh. That one's funny. Uh, okay. So this, this is the one I alluded to earlier. Lex plays the piano in this episode. In season three, Lex tells Adam that he doesn't know how to play the piano. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, he learned between then and now. That must be it. He And he got real good. Or, or he lied for fun. He lied he to lied. Adam. Fuck Adam. Fuck Adam. Fuck Why Adam. Um, okay, although possessed by a witch, this is the first time Lois learns Clark's secret. Uh, here we go, Wiki. I'm so glad the Wiki caught this and like because it was it would bother me. Uh, if we didn't have this on the record. Guys, this is the last time Clark wears a yellow jacket. (laughs) Never again. And we didn't even celebrate it. I didn't even appreciate it. I know. I just, I wish we could have, like, I wish I could have known it was going to be over, you know? (laughs) I'm now looking back at all the times he wore (laughs) Just... It's the blue and the red from here on out. Those two jackets. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know what you got till it's gone. Ugh, <laughs> I'm gonna miss that yellow jacket. Uh, it's interesting uh, as to how Clark shaves or has his hair cut, seeing that the scissors broke when Lana tries to cut a lock of his hair. It is interesting. <laughs> I agree with that one, Wiki. It is 
What about what if they're just really shitty scissors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is in fact Clark was in fact correct. It actually wasn't the hair. Clark was not no. lying. The scissors were just, just shitty. <laughs> yeah. Um the episode has an actor commentary on the season four DVDs. According to Allison Mack, Tom Welling is actually a very good dancer and was deliberately acting goofy during the party scene to make the girls laugh. Or to be acting or to be right, acting yeah. good. Or to act. Because that's what the scene requires. Yeah. And was doing his job uh, to to behave a certain way in front of a camera. Because Clark Kent's Mm -hmm. a huge fucking virgin dork. (laughs) Confirmed. Um, Both Kristen Crook and Allison Mack were sick during the shooting of this episode. Kristen had a throat infection and was having trouble talking loudly. Allison had food poisoning the previous day and was still feeling weak. This was Do you feel bad now? Yeah, Do you yeah, feel yeah, not Emily. bad now, Emily, for making Does fun of her Does she voice? have a throat infection for the entirety of the show's run? <laughs> um, this is certainly, you know, this is 2004, way, way, way pre-COVID protocols, where it's, you have a throat infection? Okay, go kiss the star of the show. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That's not what would happen now. No, no. Uh, what Jenna Ortega got in trouble for oh, right. being sick filming Wednesday she told us like it was a funny anecdote that was like oh yeah I had COVID when I filmed that dance that everyone loved <laughs> it was like that's not okay that's not supposed to happen you're not supposed to Ooh, that someone one... fucked up someone fucked up dude um Okay, uh, let's hear the featured trio of witches makes reference to the Charmed Ones from Charmed. Emily, you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, although the three witch sisters, sisters actually protect the innocents from evil instead of having the same villainous conduct of... Yeah, <laughs> Thanks they... for noting Charmed is about good witches. <laughs> yeah. The heroes of Charmed are not bad guys. Um, their chance as well of its side effects resemble the ones in the film The Craft. Uh, which is just babbling Latin. Um, This episode... (laughs) This episode confirms that Lana and Clark are virgins. (laughs) Uh, While Lois is cool and has had sex. Um, Okay, in spite of Clark's time as Cal under the uninhibiting effects of red kryptonite in Metropolis, this confirms that what the bartender said in Atlantis Nightclub said in Exile about Clark always going home alone. That means fully uninhibited. Clark is such a virgin, even when he was on his own doing whatever he wanted, he was still like, no, gotta stay pure. (laughs) Gotta hang on to my sweetness. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't... (laughs) Clark is such a virgin, he genuinely didn't want to have sex. (laughs) Virgin. Obviously, your choice, do whatever you want. Uh, Okay. Um, This marks the fifth time Clark has lost his powers. The other episodes occurred in Leech, Perry, Asylum, and Transference. Transference doesn't count. That don't count. He was in Lionel's body. I think we litigated that when we did Transference. Right. I guess yeah. that makes, I, I, you know, that was a hard day. <laughs> I don't remember what we talked about. I mostly remember having a freaky Friday, <laughs> a real freaky Friday. Um, do to do to do to do to do. Um, I guess that's it. That's it. 
I have all the Latin things that they said. Uh, they're not interesting. <laughs> Great. I guess that's this episode. Emily, what'd you think? I mean, it was fun, I guess. The, I, I, I would it not was s- fun, she guessed. <laughs> it was fun, she guessed. <laughs> I would not say it was good. I think the structure was kind of a mess. I couldn't tell when it was going to end. It seemed like we were getting towards... <laughs> that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement. Um, but it, it was fun in its badness. I give this episode an A minus. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs way up. <laughs> I do think the cheesiness in this episode is ninety percent intentional. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I no, agree. I think it was I think it was more fun than Yeah. Many episodes of Smallville that I've seen. Hard, hard disagree. Or watch I mean back. I agree that it was fun. But uh <laughs> Hey, Emily, where are you on uh, the internet? Oh, um, I guess I'm on Twitter for now. For now. <laughs> At Emily P. Heller. Uh, great. This has been the Talent Mix. Obviously, it's a uh, Smallville recap podcast. Hey, head to uh, Apple Podcasts. Leave us, leave us a nice review. Actually, you know what we should do? We should find the baby names from 2000. Find the top 100 baby names from 2004. And every episode, read a name. And if that's your name, you have to leave us a review. <laughs> you have to. If we get, when we get to your name, you have to leave a review. Or you actually can't listen to the podcast anymore. I think that's how it works. I thought um, you were going to. That, that would backfire. I thought you were going to say it's going to be some competition to name your child. Oh, that'd be good too. Um uh yeah, so you tell you what, in the reviews, put uh what I should name my child and if it's the name we already picked out, you'll win. <laughs> Lionel. Uh, <laughs> Luther uh, Miller. That's it. That's How do you know? <laughs> uh baby names 2004. Most popular baby names 2004. Uh, come on, give me number one, baby. Uh, all right, just reading, clean off the list here. Emma, if your name is Emma, that was the most popular name of uh, 2004. You have to, you have to leave us a review. You have to. It doesn't even have to be nice. You just have Emma. to leave it. Emma, come on, Emma. Come, <laughs> Emma, come on, Emma. 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 Got, you started that, and I got really worried that I was going to have to leave a review. <laughs> Emma. (laughs) Uh, Hey, you get for everything else. You can head to talonmix.show. That is a link to all of our socials, all the other episodes of the uh, show, and uh, also a link to our Discord, which is the best place to get updates and stay in touch with us. Hey, Zach, do you have a question for the Smallville gods? Hmm. Hmm. Uh. One day will Emily say that was a great episode of television after watching Smallville. Good night, everybody.